If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Double Your Sales Now show, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Menches, and I'm super excited to dive into today's show. I know you're going to love our guest today, Pamela Egan. She's an amazing business owner, entrepreneur. She's an expert in floral design, but she is also amazing at cold calling, and we're going to talk about that today because I know it's a big fear for a lot of people who are out there. So first, I just want to welcome Pamela to the show. Hello. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited, and I'm glad to have gotten to know you over the last six months, and I've gotten to meet your husband, and it's exciting to just know more and more people in our local market. So excited to talk about the Twin Cities and how you and your business have supported them and the community and what you do. So we'll get into that in a moment, but I'm also excited, before I tell you more about Pamela, Pamela and her company are actually a sponsor for the Double Your Sales Now show. So we're excited to have her as a sponsor. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell you about Pamela and then the special that she has going on for people who are in the local market. So Pamela Eagle Floral Design, that is the name of her company. She's our sponsor today. I'm also interviewing her. Pamela is an artist with a passion for floral design. Her background in design coupled with her instinctual creative ability shines through in her unique florals, creating an unmatched floral experience. Corporate clients appreciate how easy she is to work with and enjoy her talents to convey a fresh, creative floral display for their lobbies, dining, and event spaces, creating an upscale, welcoming, and caring ambiance for their clients. And for first-time customers, Pamela is offering a 25% discount either on you know that first-time floral bouquet or you can definitely talk to her about a corporate monthly ongoing program as well to make sure that your lobby always looks great. And again, this would just be that first order, but 25% off to try her out. She'll talk more about that at the end, but we're going to dive in. So Pamela, I want to learn a little bit about your story and your business. So think back to when you first launched your business, when Pamela Egan Full Design first came into the world. Did you have any limiting beliefs about sales or selling or business back then? Sure I did. Just really, really briefly, 
to bring you up to speed on history. I've worked through a lot of different areas in my life and continue to grow and learn. I always want to learn. And I had an opportunity about 10 years ago to start my own business and do follow my passion. And so I decided that I my passion really is about floristry and gardening, and I opened my business. And just from the scratch, I did not work in this line of this field historically, but I've always had a passion for it, and I'm an artist with a passion for floral design. So when I started, I honestly thought really that I couldn't compete with the big shops. So we all know, you know, the big shops in town, and they're fabulous. They're good in what they do. But what I found is that a lot of people actually want to work with the small shops. So they'll want to work with Pamela Egan Floral Design. They found that when I speak with them on the phone that I have an instinctual ability to determine what they want, and they can hear my passion over the phone. And that was a limiting belief that I had in the beginning that I overcame. It's interesting you say the word passion. It seems to be coming up over and over again on this show. I recently reread the book, The Passion Test by Janet and Chris Atwood. If you haven't read a book, that book is amazing. But how, like, you didn't have experience in the industry and yet you followed your passion. How did you have the courage to do that? Were there, did you have mentors, a spouse who said, yes, you can do it? Like, how did you have the courage to follow through with this dream? It was a spouse. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine that happens with a lot of people. We don't all have the opportunity to just start something like this from scratch. But I had just completed one of my contracts while working downtown at Target Corporate, and it was the least creative job that I ever had. And so as I grew through my career lines and different areas, I really wanted to get back to my creative roots. And so I had just finished this contract in IT, downtown Target there, and it was an opportunity where I had a lag in time. You know, I didn't have another contract to start right away, and I always had this passion, and my husband was like, go for it. So it was a spouse behind me, and just like always wanting to start my own business, I felt that I had a head for business, and I have sales in my background and my love of gardening and artistry and the support of a spouse that said, go for it. Yeah, I love it. You know, men and women entrepreneurs, we all have that special person or someone, whether it's a spouse or a mentor, who, you know, helped us believe in ourselves. So, Pamela, I'm super curious. So, if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice, go, you know, back to the beginning, this is great for our listeners who might just be starting out or, you know, have only been in business for a little while. What piece of advice would you give Pamela? That one piece of advice would be that, Go ahead and follow your passion because people will hear your passion. You may not realize how they hear it from you, but so long as you speak from your heart with passion, they will hear it, and passion inspires people to work with you. They want to work with someone that is passionate about their business. So true. And I know one of the things that you said before is that you just have this instinct. So when you're talking to, a, you know, someone in corporate or a business owner about their space, it's like you have this intuition or this ability to really figure out what will go well in their space, which I'm sure builds, you know, just beautiful client relationships that last 
for a long time. And I love that, but it's fueled by your passion. And so for those of you who are listening, like, are you really passionate about what you're doing? And it's okay to make a change. I mean, a lot of times entrepreneurs, you know, we own a bunch of different businesses because we're always trying to figure out what is that one thing we're really passionate about or your passion evolves. But it's super important to really check in and make sure that passion is still there or what do I need to bring that back? Because it's easy to get really bogged down in the day-to-day stuff and forget why we started our businesses in the first place. So Pamela, so think back, you know, to the trajectory of your business. You start the business, you know, you're out there, you're working the business. Do you remember a time in your first couple of years where, you know, you had a big month or you doubled your sales or you just had a moment, maybe you got a big client where you just felt like, oh my gosh, I kind of made it. Like this is really happening. The business is profitable. I'm moving forward. Do you remember that? And what did you believe about sales and selling then? Well, I do uh, vaguely remember nothing in particular sticking out, but I do remember that I did double my sales in my second year of business. And, of course, you know, I started from nothing. So it was very pleasing that my second year was double my first year. And what I remember was just being pleased that I had this wonderful growth and that I could manage it because, I didn't want to grow too fast that I wasn't able to manage it and still have my passion and really know that I was doing an excellent job for my clients. So when I think back at those early stages when I first doubled my growth, it was really that, hey, I can do this and I can manage it. I'm not growing too fast that I lose part of the excitement and lose part of the expertise. Mm-hmm. You knew it was growing it successfully and you were still honoring your clients and able to connect with them in the way you wanted to. It's beautiful. And and congratulations, by the way. I mean, it's impressive that you doubled your first year. You've gone on to continue to have the successful business. Pamela, we all have like limiting beliefs about ourselves. I mean, one of them was that you couldn't compete with the big guys. Are there any other limiting beliefs that you had about you or yourself that you've transformed over the years that have helped you become the confident business owner that you are today? Yes, I would say that another limiting belief, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't enough of an expert in my field. And because I did not go through formal training for this, now my artistry, I did go through training, I'm I'm an artist, but the passion and just knowing and learning about flowers and gardening that brought my interest and passion to it. So then I was self-trained. So I just started reading and absorbing and, you know, trying to go to trainings, even though I don't have formal accreditation. I felt like, well, I'm not good enough. Am I, you know, am I good enough? I'm not an expert in my field. And how I overcame that was that I found when I talk to people, they can hear the passion and someone might, you know, they call with an order and they'll start to give me details, and they hear the passion. They hear me asking all the detailed questions, and they realize that this person, they're not only excited about creating this for me, but they're asking me all the right questions, like they're asking me details that I never thought about before, and it gives them the confidence that I'm going to be able to create something that no one else created for them before. So I overcame not being the expert just with, the passion and the detail and the artistry that I bring to it, and they're able to feel confidence just over the phone without even meeting me. They just are like, cool, you know, I believe that you're going to create something great for me. And now I'm able to just go, 
look, just trust me. It'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They actually trust me. I mean, so there was a lot of time that I didn't know that people would trust me. So mm. that was how I overcame that limiting belief. Yeah, such a great reminder. Like your desire to get it right for the client and your instincts and trusting yourself, just trusting your own instincts that you knew you could make something great for them. And then you got to see the evidence of it, which I'm sure supported that belief over time. But that comes up so much. We talk a lot about that on the show, just, you know, that imposter syndrome of am I enough of an expert? You know, I don't have all the certs or the education or the this, but you just said it so beautifully how passion and the desire to really serve your clients, it trumps all of that every single time because you care at that deep level. So for all of you are listening, like, this is such a great reminder and a great lesson that you don't have to know everything. In fact, if you did, that would probably make you very boring. So, you know, just do what's best for your clients. Solve their problem. Do the best for them, and you'll always come out winning. I love it. So in talking about doubling your sales and just the business growth you've had over the years, but when you look back, Pamela, what do you think your top two sales strategies have really helped you or enabled you to grow your business to where it is today? Well, I feel that the top two that really have helped me grow and grow at the rate that I wanted to, first one really is to join a professional networking group that is actually focused on referrals. I mean, there's a lot of different networking groups, but find one that is a good fit for you. I believe that you want to find one that meets weekly or biweekly. And mm-hmm. in my line of work, it, it was good to get into a big one, one that was a, that had a good quantity of people, like 60, that are there every week. But even if you got in with one that might be smaller, that might be 30, 35, or 40, but if they were actually professionally determined to help each other grow and it's focused on referral, so it's referral-driven, whether that is a referral partner that they help you find or whether it's direct referrals that they might give each other, That is incredibly important because they support you and help you grow and you're out getting with a group because many of us solopreneurs are not out there with a group all the time. So it helps to get that support. And then the second thing that really has helped me out is that I created an accountability group. Now, you can do this with various coaches like You, Ursula, are great for accountability when you work with your clients. And also, if you just can create your own, you know, it's possible that can work for you. And so through my networking group, I met some professionals that were like-minded for me, and we had a good fit. And we started our own accountability group. And it used our accountability to each other and go through a six-week program that we would repeat, like, four or five times a year, and it's the simplest type of a program that you have daily actions that you need to perform, which, of course, you would also be um, encouraging people to have the a daily action list with a box in front of it so that you can check it off when you're done. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that one. And so just having, though, that group, and we have conference calls every week, and then we hold each other accountable, and we report to each other on our progress every day what our progress was when we report once a week. So I feel like those are really two really top strategies, having your professional networking group that is focused on referrals and creating an accountability group if you don't have one, creating one so that you're holding each other accountable. Mm, I love it. Thank you for sharing those. 
Yes. I mean, that was my first venture. I was part of a referral group and definitely opened up a lot of doors. I was in California and then ended up on the board of that group and got to know people even more. And then second, yeah, have people to hold you accountable, whether it's coaching or you create your own group, whatever it is. If you don't like as entrepreneurs, if we don't have some accountability, we're not going to move very quickly, right? It's easy to get stuck in our offices. So those are awesome reminders. And I know, Pamela, all right, we have to talk about cold calling. I know that wasn't always on your list, but it's something you've added to your repertoire over the last year. What advice do you have for people who've thought about making cold calls, who are afraid to make cold calls? Anything you want to share with them there? Sure. You know, cold calling is an important part of all of our businesses, whether we do it ourselves or we have salespeople that are doing it. But cold calling, I think, is for most people, is a dreaded part of the business. Like we say, who wants to pick up that 1,000-pound phone? That is hard to do. And get some expert advice. I'm going to have to pitch you, Ursula, because you have an expert way of helping people with cold calling. And I honestly still have always not been very fond of cold calling, but you've really helped me out. I have attended your sales camp, which I really, really appreciate. And something that you've taught us there is preparing the correct script ahead of time. And you've helped me with that. So we just really are mindful about our script. And we have a script that is prepared. And then we're going to be doing this very intentionally. So when I write the script to make my cold calls, I'm going to be very intentional about what I want out of that call. And so all I want to do is I want to be able to get in front of this person. I want to sit down with them. I am selling with intention by, I had to say selling with intentions, but because that's (laughs) a wonderful book. But what I'm getting at is when you're making that cold call, all your intention is that I'm going to get to meet with this person. I am intentionally calling them to meet with them. I'm not thinking about selling them. I'm not selling them on the phone. I am only trying to meet with them. So on my script that I prepare, it's all focused on getting that appointment with them. Hopefully you'll get in front of them. If not, a phone appointment is also a possibility, but you want to get in front of them. So the cold calling piece, not fun to do, but if you get somebody to help you, and you get your script written up correctly ahead of time, and you practice that, like we do together at Sales Camp, we practice it in a group, and we're kind of, it's sometimes you need to be forced, and so you're like, okay, you're going to do this, and all this encouragement that goes with it, writing the correct script, and then just intentionally making those calls and going, all I need to do is get an appointment with this person and review the script plenty of times with other people before you do it, And then you just sit down, I'm just going to have a block of time, and I'm just going to make my calls. And it doesn't take that long. If you have your block of time, it could be a half hour that you do every, maybe it's three times a week if it's not every day, depending on, you know, how restricted you are with your time. But if you even did it half hour for three times a week, and you just, you had your script prepared, you sat down and you do it, amazing, amazing results. You'll be thrilled with your results if you have help building that script and you go in with the intention of just getting to meet with that client. Well, 
Thank you for the plugs. Those are always unexpected, but I appreciate them. <laughs> I love that book, Selling with Intention, too. In fact, I believe they're divine downloads. I go back and read my own books because I forget all the time. Here's what I'm curious about. Like, this is what I want to get because when people hear the word script, their head spins around. They're like, I don't want to sound like a robot. But, Pamela, what's been your surprise about actually following the script, but also your surprise about the people on the other end of the phone? Those two things. What's the script like? But also, when you talk to people, what have you been surprised in terms of how they respond to you? Well, I think the way to make your script not sound like a script is the practice beforehand and sure. talking with other people and practicing with someone else, okay? And when you're writing up your script, it helps, you know, to have that a basic format, and then you have to just interject details about the person you're calling. So there's some time spent up front in preparation. So, for instance, maybe if I'm going to call a hotel, because hotels are great clients of mine, I'm going to do a little research beforehand and find out what I love about that hotel. I mean, my gosh, they have full windows from the floor all the way up, from the bottom floor all the way up, open windows that reach up, two floors, you know, and they're just all this awesome view, all this awesome window. So beforehand, I'm going to fill in the blank, so to speak, with the little tidbits that are personal to that client so that it shows that I did some research, that I know what I'm talking about, and it makes me connect with them. So I need to bring in some kind of personal information about that client when I'm speaking with them. So that helps them feel like, this person knows what they're talking about and they took time to research me or they've been in my hotel and they really, they like it, you know, so there's, that gives you some warmth to that script. And then by following the script, which you're not reading off it, you just practice enough so that you can just rattle it off, but it's in front of you. You can always refer to it and look down to it, but having that confidence of having that script gives you the confidence knowing that, what you're going to ask them for, it's, it gives you a direct, it allows you to be direct, but not too direct. So they feel like you're in control and you're professional and you only have so much time that you have available. You're offering them time to meet with you and that your time is worth something. So it, it gives you yeah. a professional image. Have you been a bit surprised by how people responded to your calls? Because you've called some pretty big organizations in the Twin Cities. I have. One of my limiting beliefs in the past was that people wouldn't want to talk to me, that they didn't have time to talk to me, that they were too busy. And that's really just, you got to get past that. That's not correct. I mean, they might be busy, but when you call and you have this passion in your voice and you are speaking from a professional place, you're talking with to them, and you're bringing in details that show that you looked into their location and it's specific mm -hmm. to them, then they are going to want to talk to you. So just being prepared for it and then having that passion, they will want to talk to you. So sometimes when you're cold calling, you need to also have the script ready if you're just going to leave a voicemail. And this is very similar to the script that you'll have when they actually answer the phone. But what I found is if I followed the script, a well-written script that I learned from you or saw, that I can leave the voicemail and you still get that feeling is put through into the voicemail. So I'm still giving that personal 
identifier with them, that I research them, that I know something about them, and that I care about them, and that mm-hmm. I'm offering a time that they can call me back that is specific so they know that it's a kind of a call to action. So it has a professional feel to it. And I was surprised that even when I left cold calls and they turned into a voicemail, they actually called me back. So that helped build my confidence and overcome the limiting belief that, indeed, they do want to talk to me. And have you gotten new clients through cold calling? Yes, I have. And that's the best part, right? It's not only like you're doing it and they're talking to you, but it can and does lead to business. And when we say cold calling, it just sounds like, oh, so horrible. But you've proven that it's possible. And thank you for reminding us all about leaving a voicemail as well. If you're direct in a voicemail, people will call you back. So congratulations, Pamela. I just wanted to touch on cold calling. It's a lost art. You're doing it well, and it's bringing in revenue for you. So congratulations. Thank you. And I want to make sure we have time for you. So we know that you are an expert in floral design, and you have this intuition of how, you know, you just know what will look good in a space. I would love two to three tips from you, Pamela. Like when you go into a space, how do you figure out how to make it look great or what florals should look great or how can businesses benefit from having florals in their space? Well, I find that businesses that are interested in having crushed florals are realizing that this brings in this natural, fresh feeling to their space. Oftentimes, spaces are cold and they're hard, and especially when you get into more modern settings, which many of our office buildings are modern, you know, or hotels or, you know, office towers can often have a hard space, hard lines to them, have cold surfaces, a lot of metal and a lot of granite, and fresh florals really soften that, and it brings in a living, life-fresh, caring, welcoming environment to hard, modern spaces. So I find that people that are looking for this are understanding that their clients walk in, and it makes them feel warm and living and fresh, and also that they're cared for, that this professional Mm. organization cares for their clients and knows that they want to make them feel comfortable. So this living, fresh, bright, floral piece just helps them feel warm and cared for. And so the way that I determine what's going to look best is you know, you look at the colors that they have and you look at the feeling that they're conveying. So it may be cold, it might be modern, which often has a coolness to it, but then you'll want to look at tropicals because tropicals traditionally will look modern. So you'll look, you'll bring in tropicals and they may have a very strong geometric shapes and lines, but these bright, fresh colors that here in Minnesota in the Twin Cities area that I service, we don't have tropicals growing readily, especially for three quarters of the year when it's fall and winter and spring. And that gives such a great feeling to these hard spaces. So I'll look at their interiors and I'll look at the feeling that they're trying to convey. Sometimes it is a warmer feeling. Sometimes we have warm wood in restaurants and event spaces. And they also understand that by bringing in fresh florals, it brings this feel to their clients that they're cared for there, that this organization wants to do all they can to make me feel comfortable. 
So they'll care enough to have fresh florals in weekly or biweekly. And it's just amazing yeah. the responses that I get. One of my clients is an upscale auto dealer, and many of those actually don't do fresh florals except for special occasions. But the ones that do, I'm very amazed. I will get phone calls from clients. Well, these are just people I don't know, so there might be a client to be, so to speak, uh, hopefully a customer to come. But they are a client of my client. So they're in the auto dealership. They're waiting for their vehicle to be serviced, and they're sitting there looking at this beautiful floral arrangement, feeling like they're cared for. And they've actually gone and asked who does these and thank you for doing them and who does them. And they give them my number and share that with them. I've gotten calls directly from the auto dealership floor saying, I just had to call because I'm sitting here waiting for my car, but oh my gosh, you do such a fabulous job. I just want to tell you that I love what you do for this auto dealership. And so that, of course, just warms my heart and gives me the confidence to keep doing what I do. Mm, so beautiful. And it does. It, floral arrangements really change the space. But the way you do it, you know, intuitively and knowing people's space, and it's almost like you infuse that feeling of being cared for. I'm sure you think about it as you're putting the flowers in there. It just sounds so amazing. So, Pamela, I just want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank you for everything you've shared. Again, everyone who's listening, Pamela's offering 25% off your first order with her. And Pamela, please share with us, what are all the ways that people can get in touch with you? What's your website, email, social media? Okay, sure. Well, I'm available in many ways out there, as we most of us are. You can call me simply at 763-442-9338, or you can check me out online. I love for people to Google me and see my Google reviews because I've got some wonderful ones out there, and that is PamelaEganFloral.com. That is my website, and my business name, again, is Pamela Egan Floral Design. You can call me or visit my website or Google me. I can be found on Twitter. I can be found on Facebook. I welcome you to check me out on Facebook. I also have a personal Facebook that you're welcome to view. I keep both of them up and running, and I am on LinkedIn as well. And, again, my phone number, 763-442-9338. Awesome. Pamela, thank you so much for being here today and for being a sponsor of our show, for referring so many people to our community, and for also being a sponsor. We just really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a whole lot of fun. I told you it would be fun. Yes, thanks again. And we want to thank our listeners around the world. We love hearing from you. You can email me anytime at Ursula at SalesCoachNow.com or if it's easier, contact at SalesCoachNow.com. If you haven't gone there yet, go to our website, SalesCoachNow.com, that's sales with an S, and grab the Authentic Sales Formula, an entrepreneur's guide to serving more clients without being pushy or salesy. So grab a seat in that webinar. And it's almost a $500 value, and it's my gift to you. Also, if you have a sales conference coming up or a conference with small business owners or you'd like to bring me in to deliver sales training or private sales camp, I'd love to partner with you on your next event. You can go to Ursula Mentius, M-E-N-T-J-E-S dot com to see all my latest keynotes and click on the link to book me now. Or you can just email me directly for more information and someone on my team will contact you. I just want to thank you again for being here. We'd love to see you at our next event or an upcoming sales camp. If you go to salescoachnow.com, you can see all 
all of the classes that are coming up in the next six months for sure, we'd love to see you there. I just want to thank you again for being here, everyone, and thank you, Pamela, and make this your most epic month yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.